0: Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your
1: hosts. We got a soup terrorist. Rain has blown a canister. And we're the most watered c in the country. But don't you worry. Daddy's home.
0: Welcome everybody back to the Stuff and Things podcast, I am Sam, we're talking about The Boys, Season 3, Episode 7, penultimate episode of the season, joining me, it's my boy, it's Stefan! Yo, 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 yo! Wow, that was very street. I thought I'd try something new, you know. Yeah, no, I'm alright man, I, and how's things with you, how's the weather? We're very British, we need to discuss the weather. Oh, it's bloody gorgeous today! That's what I like to hear, mate, that's, that's good
1: news. And I'm sat in a little room with a hot computer, sweating my... It's off. Yeah. It is beautiful today.
0: (laughs) Well, you have, as always, my friend, painted a beautiful picture with words to our listeners. And I'm sure every single one of them really appreciates it.
1: That's fine. I I like to do my thing,
0: you know. I like to do my thing. Uh, As I said, we are discussing The Boys Season 3, Episode 7. The title of the episode was... Here comes a candle to light you to bed. Is it? What? Are they getting more random? <laughs> like, like last week was called hero gasm and I was like, okay, I get it. I know what that is. This is a big part of the episode Gasm. Yep. Okay. I feel like I've really missed something in this, this episode with this title. Like it's going to be something really obvious that I've missed.
1: No, you say um, that I am looking through IMDb and goofs and trivia and all stuff like that. Uh, yeah. no, no, I yeah. can't. No idea.
0: Someone somewhere will know. Message us, please. Uh, but don't be too abusive about it. Don't be cocky. There's no need for that. Just, hey, I think it's this. That's all you need to say. You're not, hey, dumbass or nothing like that. It's rude. <laughs> not saying that that's happened before, but it's uh, it's happened before. Uh, this episode, then, this is the penultimate episode of the season. It's an eight-episode season, like they all are. So next week is the finale. We know we have a season four coming, which I'm delighted about. Heck, yeah. Do you think, um, just before we dive into this episode, actually, do you think you've noticed a far bigger social media clambering for the show with this season than in previous years?
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of like it's almost like season three it's become mainstream like the first two seasons (laughs) it was very much kind of like you know if you liked it you liked it you watched it whereas season three it seems like finally everyone else has kind of come on board
0: and gone wow this shit awesome do you um i I saw uh, something the other day talking about uh, different shows across streaming services and stuff and how lockdown kind of made and or broke certain shows. And a lot of yep. people are saying the boys is one that's possibly been made because a lot of people perhaps watched episode one and went, oh, not for me <laughs> or, or just, or just looked at the trailer and thought, no, nah, not for me. But in lockdown, we're like running out of new content and <laughs> we're kind of like, okay, there's nothing being made. There's nothing new in the cinema. I'm stuck in my house. I'll, I'll give that show a go or I'll give that show another go. And, I'll see how I get on. And I, I genuinely believe, even though it is gratuitous in every sense of the word, it is a very good show. Yes. Very well written, very well acted. And I do think if people gave it that opportunity again, you know, in lockdown, I've got nothing else to watch. I'm going to, I'm going to watch this show. They probably have had a lot of people go back and watch seasons one and two. And now three is dropped. That's why we're seeing this far bigger reach because Our podcast, for example, talking about the boys, averaged in the hundreds for people listening for seasons one and two. Uh, I think we did a season one recap in full, and that show had about 500 people listen to it. And we had an average of 400 to six. you know, between 400 and the highest, I think, was 700 and something for each episode of season two. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We're now in the season three. Uh, This will be our seventh episode, and, and we're in the thousands. You know, so I, I know our yeah. I know our show is small compared to a lot, but I think it goes to show that the general audience for the boys is much bigger this time around.
1: I, I think so, yeah. And it's still crazy. Like, the idea of a thousand or so people just sat in a room listening to us is still weird. Like, you know, we're just yeah. two blokes that enjoy TV stuff, bit of a geek, and enjoy chatting about it. And you guys yeah. will listen to it. So thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. That would be my speech if we one day win win an award for this podcast. That's my speech. Wow, we're just two guys that like talking about stuff. You guys listen. Thank you very much. This
0: is this is already an award-winning podcast. I mean, it won the award Stuff and Things Podcast Podcast Awards Best Podcast. That is true. (laughs) Anyway. I'll, I'll grow up one day. Um, so let's let's actually focus <laughs> in on this episode. then. no, no, it's a trap. The, the fact that 39, I still no, I'm still meant. To, sorry, showbiz age. I'm 25. Yeah, 25, showbiz age. Uh, let's dive in then. Now I kind of I, I've done this a lot recently, and it seems that people quite like it. So I'm going to focus in on characters, and rather than walking through the show. In a linear way, kind of focusing on the individual storylines. And I want to start with Black Noir, if you don't I'm mind. I'm
1: so glad you wanted to start with him, <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> Mate, what the...
0: Yeah, okay, now, now this is the boys' podcast, so you can finish that sentence.
1: Damn, yeah.
0: Oh, that was what you were going to say. Okay, I was going to say, what the fuck?
1: Um, no, I've, I've got to behave these days, because I keep getting told off. After every podcast we do, I get told off, so I'm behaving.
0: Nah, you're alright. When it's the boys, you're fine with me. When it's when you were like halfway through talking about like some Disney movie, we, we gotta be more careful.
1: That's true. Okay.
0: Yeah, and also we cannot bring this energy to Ms. Marvel.
1: No. We did that once. No, we
0: did that we did that once. Um yeah, anyone who listens and I I don't think there's a massive crossover listening audience, I've gotta be honest with you. There are a few of you. I do see you when I study the data when I can't sleep at one AM. Nothing knocks me out more, man. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> podcast listener data. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. So, Black Noir, uh, we are aware in the episode prior to this, he finds out the Soldier Boy's alive. Yep. And he, he like, runs. He cuts his tracker out grossly, gets on his bike, and gets the hell out of vault. Yeah. Me and you were kind of two minds on this. We were kind of like, okay, is he running away from Soldier Boy? Is he... Running to be by by his side later in the episode, we learned that Black Noir was the one who apparently orchestrated it, and we were both like, Wow, damn, that's uh, a... he was running for his life then, basically. Yeah. We then get in this episode what I would class as the most bizarre flashback sequence in the history of flashback sequences. Yeah, I
1: understand. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, so yeah, he goes out into the into the the diner, I guess. It's like all these cartoon characters from his childhood that apparently yeah. what
0: get him through life. And I'm like, wait, what? I I just Like I was watching it and you know, like sometimes and this show especially, this show can do this better than most. Where you take a concept that's absolutely batshit and you put it on the screen and like if someone wrote that down, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have this character Black Noir go into this abandoned kind of burger place. And all of the cartoony characters on the walk are going to come to life as animation. And they're going to talk to him and basically say that they're his family and they're there for him. Like they were when he was a small child and he punched someone in the ball pit and, you know, all of this yeah. stuff. And I'm kind of like, I, I mean, I'd literally, I think my reaction if someone pitched this to me would be, are you fucking high?
1: Yeah, that is batshit crazy. Yeah, what,
0: <laughs> you know you get paid as a writer, yeah? You know, you are aware that this is your profession, and yet I'm watching it on the screen, and I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense.
1: I think yeah. that's what worries me the most, is the fact that I'm watching it going, yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board with this. Like, I am, I'm following it, I know what's going on, and I'm fully like, yeah, okay. And I can't tell if that says more about the show or myself.
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think... I think it's an investigation we perhaps don't want to make, yeah. if that makes sense. Um I uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure that's a <laughs> yeah, let's not pull it that Fred. <laughs> yeah. I was literally about to overanalyze that. No, let's not. No. But like we said, there is this bizarre flashback with the animated characters, um, and we basically find out that his time with Soldier Boy in that group at that time was awful uh soldier boy was the definition of what i would call the bully i mean my note on this is literally bizarre flashback soldier boy flashback he is a dick the whole team hated him as well i think that's important because we kind of got that from the crimson countess of like we all hated you but you you kind of didn't know whether that was just nasty words to try and make him feel bad or whether that was genuine. So you and you see that the flashback where he, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you see the flashback where soldier boy is just beating on black noir. Yeah. And they're all just stood there like freaked out. Like, what are you doing? You're killing him. And then we also yeah. see the flashback of that fight, you know, the, the thing. And you actually find out that noir isn't, cause I always assumed he was hit by like one of the bombs that went off. Yeah, that's but it, no. yeah.
1: They thought it shrapnel damage or something like that. No, 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 no. That's done nah. by him. Yeah. That
0: was Soldier Boy did that to him. I mean, that's... I I mean, that's next level, isn't it? I mean, that's just kind of like... So, Noir, obviously, is aware... I mean, this is kind of like a repressed memory they're giving him. Like, you know, this is how this happened to you. And he's spent his entire life since then in that mask... Clearly effed up. You know, clearly messed up. yeah. And also we learn in that that it wasn't Noir's idea. It was actually Stan Edgar.
1: Yep, he was um, around and he was making the calls and uh, eating the peanuts even though Noir's allergic yeah. to them right in front yeah. of
0: him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what what a, what a great guy Stan Edgar is. Now, yeah. we've discussed how Stan Edgar is stone cold. Um, he, yeah. he is in this scene as well, even this bizarre circumstances. He still radiates this ridiculous level of confidence which surely you should not have when surrounded by these people yeah and yet he does i'm still fascinated by that i know i talk about it a lot but i'm really fascinated
1: it will be fun to see if they do kind of touch on it
0: but but you know like uh, we talked about black widow with that uh hormone uh sorry pheromone thing where they couldn't actually do any harm I'd yeah. love that. I'd love it if Stan Edgar has that built in. So when one Homelander finally like snaps with him and goes to kill him, he actually can. not And he's like, What why can't I? And he just goes, You think I wouldn't make you all with a little insurance? So you know how way yeah. he, that guy delivers his lines. Yes. Oh, I'd love that. And it would possibly mean that the only person who could kill him would be Ryan. Do you know what I mean? Like Ryan's the only natural born kind of suit. Yeah. So that could be fun.
1: All Compound V has this
0: little bit yeah. in it that's yeah yeah. That, 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 see, I'd love that. It's probably not... Gonna, I'm creating a headcanon here, which is always dangerous. Because, and now, if it doesn't happen, price yeah, Yeah, boo, sucks. the show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um Black Noir, as we've discussed, crazy batshit scenes, but I think kind of important because it gives us that greater context. Uh Homelander yeah, this scenes. this
1: episode um, a lot. Like, this episode Always, had a man. lot of the, uh, like the flashbacky sort of things we get so we get two different characters kind of almost like their origin story sort of build-ups done so yeah. cleverly and so differently
0: <laughs> very very differently i think that's that's the key thing um yeah <laughs> yes, both,
1: <laughs> as, both as dark as each others
0: yet yeah, one yeah. of
1: them is kind of comical to watch and the other one makes you go Damn.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think when we get onto the butcher stuff in a minute, I, I think the 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 damn moment for me was because we kind of already knew a lot of that, but actually seeing it played out was was rough. Yeah, but the damn moment for me was at the end of it all. He's still a prick. Like no. his decision at the end of this episode, like really, I was kind of like butcher. Everyone on our podcast knows I'm pulling for you every week and I've just gone, no, that was, you've yep. crossed the line, dude. That was bad.
1: We will get on to that.
0: Yes. We will. So I want to talk about Homelander next because we get to see him go and see Queen Maeve.
1: She's alive!
0: She is alive. She wasn't she...
1: done up horribly at Herogasm, so this is that Yeah, good. that was, that was such
0: a, again, I'm kind of judging me and you that our heads went there and this show didn't. Yeah. Like. Like if me and yeah. you are out, out messed up this show. Do you think me and you either we need to write into them and say hey we got ideas for you and they go we love them, or or me and you need to really maybe have a chat with a medical professional. Yeah, I might need to go see someone. Yeah, yeah i mean, I'm, I mean, yeah, but I'm delighted we were both wrong on that. So let's just shuffle it under the rug. She is alive. She's okay. <laughs> Yeah, do it. Screw it. We've had these uh, ideas. Op- yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 we we can't make our minds up if we need help or we need to be put on your writing staff, one or the yeah. other. Let us that would actually be a very <laughs> funny opening to an email, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, we've written this scene for you, and either we're sick and we need to see medical professionals, or you're gonna love it and put us on staff. One of the I other. I mean that that would. Uh, I mean that would grab my attention if yes. I was reading it. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, sorry, Homelander, Maeve is okay in a sense of she physically looks okay, but she's basically locked, locked in like an asylum almost. Um, you know, literally white walls, white cells. she's in a, like a jumpsuit thing, her clothes have gone. Yeah. Um, and Me and you have talked a lot about this. The guy who plays Homelander does an incredible job of just making his presence as menacing as possible. Yeah. And he starts this conversation and may I'm kind of thinking, I really hope he's not going where I think he's going. Um, with this kind of like, imagine what our children would have been. And he even says like, our oh, child far more powerful than that, Ryan, cause it'd be from both of us. Yeah. And I was getting more and more. And in Maeve, the thing that I liked is like, I'm picking up on that. And I like the fact the character did like Maeve was like, anything that goes in me, I'm breaking off. And I was like, oh, damn. Oh, yep, yep, she means that. And the disturbing thing is his like, oh, I'd never do that to you. No, I'd never, ever do that. That's not, no, I'm just going to harvest your eggs.
1: Yep. It went from kind of like, that. it went to one level of sickness to a different level of sickness. Yeah. It's like, dude,
0: you are so dark. And like the way he said it, it was like, Basically, he's keeping her alive, keeping her in that cell as a kind of... Literally, he's just going to harvest her. And she... Like, the look on her face, and it, it is messed. Like, it is so bad. Like, you're just like... You are a villain in every sense. There is no redemption. There is no kind of, oh, I understand him because of this. You know, like, some villains in things, you kind of have their side of it, and you think, oh anyone would end up like that if they went through that childhood sort of thing yeah no homelander yeah, unadulterated shitbag um possibly taken after his parents we'll come on to that (laughs) uh he's then at a rally doing this talk and what i found interesting in this is queen maeve says to him like i've seen you scared like I can, I you know, if I die now, I, I've seen that. I never thought I would. Like, you are afraid. Yeah, and she said, it about gets "How it's one him. of her
1: top three days ever because she's yeah. seen him scared." You are like,
0: yeah, damn, yeah. And that's, I mean, that, I mean, that's getting at him, and you can yeah. see he, he's bothering him. And then he does this talk, and he starts to see his Soldier Boy walk through the crowd. He even lights his eyes up like he's ready to fight, and then realizes it's not him.
1: Just a normal so guy in the he's, crowd. He's,
0: yeah, he's freaked out, and he, you know, when he's freaked out, what does he like to do? Kill he people. likes, uh, he likes to drink some milk. Oh yeah, oh of course, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that was a, um, a scene. Yeah. Yeah, that was. A I um,
0: stuff. I have often asked the question, and I think Anthony Starr, the actor, needs to ask himself this question as well. What did the first person to milk a cow think they were doing? <laughs> uh, I, <I've, laughs> yeah. yeah. So Anthony Starr makes milking a cow into a kind of very disturbing sexual event Yeah, the for him.
1: faces he was pulling and everything. I'm like, I couldn't tell if he was gagging at the idea he was doing it or if no, that was him being no. kind of like a bit pleasured by it.
0: Me and you talk about how we... Possibly need to seek medical help over our script ideas for the boys. I feel like Anthony Starr, after every scene, someone should hug him and tell him he's okay. (laughs) Like, someone needs to go up to that guy and just give him a big hug and go, Anthony, you are a good person. (laughs) You do not need to think about this anymore. It's done. (laughs) This scene is done. We all love you. (laughs) You just... Well done,
1: done, thank you. Now go relax.
0: I mean, they they must keep the set fairly light and jokey because otherwise you'd be losing your damn mind filming stuff like this. Um, But yeah, he he films it and he runs into uh, the woman I like to affectionately call the head popper. The head Um, popper, yeah. Newman. Yeah, Victoria Newman, she hands him, she tries to basically, I mean, she's making an alliance, you know. You need to lock your shit up. You need to get in control of things. You need to come out ahead of this. Tell everyone it's Soldier Boy and how you're going to deal with it. And then she gives him an address. Yeah, is that an address for Ryan? Or because I kind of feel like that happened, but then I didn't get a a definitive what was going on. Yeah, I was
1: a bit confused. I didn't realise at first it was an address. I thought it was kind of like, a, you know, here's my demands or something like that. And then it's like, why? No, I, what, I thought, whose was it? What was it? Why was it? Because
0: no... he kind of says, like, how did you get this? And, and I I mean, it's just my assumption. I could be wrong, but that was what I thought it was. Um, again, people listening, get in touch. Let us know if I've missed that. I no, Normally, I try to watch twice, but I've only watched it once this week. Yeah, no. If
1: you missed it, so did I. But it was the fact that nothing came back to it either. Normally, normally stuff comes back to it quite quickly, and I'm like, ooh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he he wasn't actually a massive part in this episode. Um, he him speaking at that event did play a big part in MM's arc in this episode. But well, yeah. Well, well, that brings us onto it quite nicely, actually, onto MM Starlight, as I'm still going to call her Frenchie and Kimiko. Yes. Um, MM confronts and then decks his ex's new husband, overtaking his daughter to a Homelander rally. I, in fairness,
1: the reason he punches him, I'm kind of like, yeah, he deserved that. uh,
0: Massively, actually. Um, I I think uh, a lot of us listening uh, have been from uh, what do they call it now? Blended families. Uh, I think it's the nice term for when you've got step this, step that, and fathers, mothers, and exes and you're all trying to get along and do everything you can for the kids and uh, i'm i'm looking at this as objectively as i possibly can from his point of view and homelander is spouting some pretty dark racist bullshit and i know that this show's holding a mirror at the society but we're not going to delve into that right now but focusing purely on the show i can well understand why he doesn't want his daughter there now he actually makes an, he makes a a better point, even, which is someone is currently trying to take out Homelander. Like, it is on the news and stuff like that, or it is yeah. out there that they are under attack. Please do not have my daughter anywhere near this guy because you're putting her at risk. And the guy is like, no, nah, that's all fake news. Homelander says we got nothing to worry about. Yeah. <sighs> that... that I mean that kind of level of frustration and anger, and then the guy just being a prick about it. I mean, yeah, he deserved to get smacked in the mouth, in my opinion. I think MM's done well not to smack him to this point.
1: Yeah, he's done well holding it back so far. But then this was the that one lie, and it was like, yeah, you're done. The
0: the sad thing is, of course, he's done that in front of his daughter, yes, Um, who noticeably is upset, and and again. Speaking as a father now, I would never want to act that way in front of my child. Definitely, no, regardless mm-hmm. of the provocation. Yeah. So I, I, I completely understand what MM did. Completely support him in what he did. You know, if I'm his mate at the pub, I'd say, "Damn, dude, yeah, that guy got off light." <laughs> but yeah, I at the same time would look at that and go, "Ah, oh, should have done better." You know, if it was me, I'm my harshest critic in the world. I'd walk away from that and just be mad at myself. Yeah, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um this this group then, uh French uh Starlight and um uh, MM, as we know, were together at the end of the last episode. Frenchie and Kimiko join them. Uh the bear, the pair of them are beat up. Frenchie's high and is so off his brains at this point, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh Kimiko interestingly, you know, needs healing and Starlight's helping her. We discussed this last week, whether Compound V being used again would give her her abilities back or what would happen. And Apparently that's how the true. story goes in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So Kimiko asks Starlight to get it for her because she wants her powers back. And she she kind of knew that everyone would be against it for because of how she's been. Yeah. But what was interesting, I think, is Kimiko's kind of journey. is She's blamed V for making her... Evil, but she's actually realized that no, I have been brought up badly, treated badly, so my actions are on my own. The V just makes me more powerful, doesn't it? So now the same thing
1: that he just says, you know, the V just yeah. makes me more
0: me, yeah, 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 exactly right. And and we kind of already seen examples of that. I mean, Starlight's not a bad person, yeah. you know, Starlight and and Super and a few of them, there is no doubt. There are soups out there who are genuinely, you know, into the greater good other than themselves. Queen Maeve, you can tell now she's in a position where she regrets wholeheartedly being involved in most of this crap and just wants to help people. Yes. So it is interesting to me that Kimiko, with that realisation, is like, well, actually now I've got that knowledge in my head that this isn't what's wrecking me. I am actually still in control. I want it back. Because by having it back, I am able to fight. Yeah, Yeah, I'm able to fight and protect the people I love. Yeah, yeah, and that that, that swayed Starlight. So Starlight went to the lab, which was a big risk for her to get it. Would it just? Now, that surprised me. I
1: understand that Kimiko kind of came in with the whole the reasoning behind it and made her yeah. read her read. But yeah, just mm. wondering, okay, she uses her little eye trick to turn the cameras off and stuff. But I'm like, yeah. oh, that's like a suicide mission walking in there.
0: Yeah. And it,
1: it very nearly it, was, it apart from the fact she's very clever.
0: Well, I was about to say, she she's growing up a lot, yeah. isn't she? Um And she's become far smarter in what she's doing. And she went in there um, there's, so there's two parts to this. One is bumping into Homelander. One is the information she finds. So yeah. let's do that bit first. Okay. She she gets the compound V, she puts it away, and she turns around and she sees the what we're calling temp V, which I quite like, the terminology. And then she finds all of the lab notes with kind of a massive uh, stage testing. And we've now noticed if you use it over so many times, you're basically going to kill yourself. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, Huey, what the, you know, oh, my God, I need to warn Huey. She gets out there. She goes to the elevator. She's, you know, being casual. She's like leaving the building and Homelander rocks up. I'm immediately in that kind of, oh, this scene's going to be so uncomfortable because he's so good at that. But actually, in this scene, it felt to me like she was being quite calm. She was like Stan Edgar in this scene. And I and I just kept thinking to myself, damn, she's either really confident he won't do anything to her, or she, you know, she knows something I don't know. Do, do you know what I mean? It was like, damn, she's being really. Do you know what Homelander? Fuck off.
1: That's what <laughs> got me. Like... How brave, not how brave, just how kind of resilient she was. Just stood there, like yeah. just sat down, like no, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. And it's like, ah, yeah. oh, we know we're seeing another side of her, but I'm like, this is not the side mm. to play. Yeah, like, this is, I
0: was, this is bad. I, I, I was, I was thinking this could go bad. This could go bad. And then when he basically makes the threat to Huey, like, did I remind you after what I did to supersonic, what, you know, what I do to Huey. And yeah. she's like, no, but tell me and gets her phone out of her pocket. And she's been live streaming everything he said. Yeah. Mate. That's, he then tried to play it off as, Oh, you know, you're not supposed to record us when we're running lines. Yeah. But he's done. Come on. There's no way they're spinning that. There's no. got, Well, they're going to try. Of course they are. But you got to yeah, think he's, he's done in the public We catch
1: eye. him later on the phone. Near the end of the episode. Obviously, at the very end of the episode, he's on mm. the phone and he's telling her, you spin this. You spin it. You make it look good. That's your job. Mm. And it's like, I don't yeah. see
0: how. That woman's bold now, isn't she? There's no yeah. way she's not ripping chunks of her hair out. Oh, no. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Starlight does get away, does get back with the V, and does give it to Kimiko, and she does heal. So Kimiko is back as a badass. Uh, yeah, although he she is, was anyway. By the way, yeah. Um, but she's a she's a V-powered badass again. Um, and then we tie this group here are kind of very anti-Butcher. Basically, they're kind of seeing Butcher as much of a villain right now as any other suit. Um, you know, he's running around with the temp V. Yeah. He's not listening to them. He's very much a one-man wrecking ball and doesn't care who gets hurt in the process. He's just out to kill Homelander and anyone who gets in the way is collateral damage, which is basically everything they've been fighting against with the soups.
1: Yeah, he is now... Like, it's funny because what his, his actual mission from day one has not changed. No. From day 1 it was I'm going to kill Homelander. Yeah. So in a sense he's not changed because that's still his end goal, but the yeah. way the way he's kind of gone about it now, yeah. He's making everyone go, "Oh, wait a minute." Well, I think wait as a group, a yeah. yeah. as
0: a group they were taking down soups with the goal of taking down Homelander and they they were trying to do it in a way that didn't Maximum collateral damage, you know, they were trying to just take out the individuals when it comes to Butcher. Now, I don't think he cares, and I think that's demonstrated brilliantly in the moment where there is a phone call from Starlight to him to say, You know, hey, this temp v, it's gonna kill you, it's gonna kill Huey three to five
1: doses. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've just read the research. How many of you had? And he's like, oh, okay, love, you know, don't worry, I'll, I'll tell him, don't you worry. Yeah. And then he makes the decision not to tell him. He was so close to telling him, so close, and then doesn't. See, so, now what that makes that worse, of course, is what comes before. So, so let's dive into the Soldier Boy, Butcher, and Huey arc from this episode. Okay,
1: yeah.
0: Soldier Boy, Huey, and Butcher are hunting down the next person on Soldier Boy's list from Payback. And that's a character called Mindstorm. Yeah. Um, Mindstormer has the ability to lock people into their own minds, uh, basically creating a loop nightmare for them. And as Soldier Boy describes it to Huey, basically you'll just die from it because you're locked in your mind. You'll die of dehydration, starvation. You're dead.
1: Now, I've got to be honest with you. Of all the soups that we've met so far, yeah. this is probably the one I'm most scared of. It, oh, Imagine well, just you being know, locked into your own worst memory. They're just being Yeah, until you board. die,
0: that's yeah. it, and then you're dead, um, and it's also, uh, we, we and you have talked a few times about kind of similarities, uh, you know, between famous comic book characters and characters mm-hmm. in the boys, is this Professor X, do you think? Oh, maybe because yeah, he has that, that ability. That
1: sort, of, that sort of ability, yeah, potentially. I know
0: visually and everything very different, but powers I kind wise, I can't afford. Yeah,
1: I didn't even. I didn't even click that.
0: Yeah, that that, that would, well could just be me. I, was, yeah, I was I was, I was too busy going.
1: My but. God, I would hate that so much. Like, whoa!
0: Yeah, it's awful. I mean, any and Soldier Boy says like, oh, don't make eye contact. If he looks at you, shut your eyes straight away. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he Mindstorm eyes. basically He's... manages to ambush the three of them. And he manages to get into Butcher's head and lock Butcher into a nightmare. Um, We'll we'll circle to the nightmare in a moment because it leads on to the other conversation. But what was interesting is Soldier Boy don't give a crap. He's like, yeah, he's dead. Move on. Yep. Huey obviously doesn't want to leave him behind. He's like, wants to save him. And Soldier Boy's just like, no, there is no saving him. He is dead. Because the only person who can lift it is Mindstorm, and I'm about to go crack that guy's head open like a friggin' walnut. Um, Huey seems to accept it in a sense, and he leaves a bag behind, putting something under Butcher's head like a pillow. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of like, he ain't accepting it. <laughs> There's no. no way he's accepting it.
1: And obviously, just before this scene, we've had the fun scene of uh, Huey and the Legend, where the legend kind of admits that, no, no, pretty much everything about Soldier Boy it was just a staged kind yeah. of make it look good America needed a hero <laughs> so he gave them one whereas you know
0: mate, uh, mate that's actually a really important scene that you've you've pointed out there that I've kind of skipped over and there's a reason I skipped over the scenes at the Legends house I, I'm I'm not comfortable with his gilf choices and his his um <laughs> you know a bit drier so oh, you know you need, need...
1: they're experienced I mean... but a little drier yeah
0: yeah <laughs> No. Yeah,
1: I. It's the uh, cleaners. It's Is the cleaners yeah. and the legend is like great. I'm now never gonna be able to fire them, am I? Brilliant. Thanks, mate. Yeah, <laughs> that was his thing. Yeah, for but it you, you, you've
0: raised, fight. you've raised, you've raised an important point. Now, I think I was trying to erase the scenes at the legend's house from my mind. <laughs> but you're right, he does, he, legend does tell Huey that all of the Soldier Boy's stick is bullshit. Yeah. He didn't storm the beaches at Normandy, he didn't fight the Nazis, he literally rocked up days later with a film crew and acted like he did all that crap. He is literally a propaganda tool. He is what but Captain America was supposed it. to be. He yeah. He seems to have... Either he believes his own bullshit, or someone has convinced him, or just over time he's, you know, been locked away so long his mind's like, yeah, I did that. Of course I did. Look, it's on the telly. It's on a film. Yeah. Like, of course I did it. Um. So yeah, and and when Huey gets in his face about it, he does plant Huey. Don't he uh, luckily, Huey's on temp V at that time, so he can take the punch. Otherwise, I think that'd have broke him in half. <laughs> yeah. Temp there is. Minutes. I'm going to give you a prompt for a scene. I've written a bullet point, okay, and <laughs> I'm going to let you. I'm yeah. going to let you run with it. So, all my bullet point says: priest and nun scene.
1: I felt so sorry for Huey, so so sorry. I know he's like, dude, you can't just shoot a priest, and he's like, no no no, that's what Mindstorm does. This is the same thing. It's always the same script. Mm. I can yeah. see what's happening. Now he's like he's desperately trying to shoot the nun. Huey's like, no. Yeah. Look, there's lines no. we don't cross, okay? Shooting the religious yeah. figures, let's not shoot yeah. that. And then all of a sudden she like jumps on his back, You dick it, I'm gonna kill you. It was like wait, yeah, trying what?
0: to <laughs> bite trying to bite his throat out and and then he's like, Shoot her <laughs> oh, and he's like, Well, well you need to, you to stay still. Was... Yeah.
1: It's like wait, what?
0: And at that point Huey's like, No, I'm done. I'm it's done when... now. It's when Huey's looks back and there's a priest and a nun just with bullet holes in their heads, bleeding, you yeah. know, all over the all over the road, and he's kind of like, oh, what What is my life? Where, why when you know, did I get to this stage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and but it, well, the funniest thing about that, of course, is the fact Soldier Boy was right, which is kind of like this, you know, he, yeah. he's this is what he does because you're kind of like Huey, bless you. Don't let this corrupt you, because please, please do not let your mind become like these guys, where everyone you see, you're now like, no, you're out to kill me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because uh, it could easily go that way, given that.
1: Oh, jeez, yeah, um, not
0: it? So they do catch up with Mindstorm, uh, they kind of track him to this building, and Huey grabs him, teleporting him out, getting back to Butcher. Huey um, needs he to doesn't...
1: find teleportation pants.
0: Huey needs to speak to some scientists at vault and get himself. I did. I did laugh the other day. I saw an interview with the cast and he got asked what power he would like. And he said, teleportation, but I get to keep my clothes on and all the rest of the cast just pissed themselves laughing. Yeah. So clearly this is a running joke for that poor git. But we find out he had that plan all along because the bag he left behind was a bag full of clothes. So he does the deal with Mindstorm and says, look, release my friend, Butcher and I will teleport you away from Soldier Boy. I will save you (laughs) from him.
1: Yeah, he tried to, at least. Good old Huey. The idea was there. To
0: be fair, I think Huey was going to do it. Um, Huey, Mindstorm does release Butcher from the Nightmare. Again, we're going to circle back to the Nightmare. And then Soldier Boy catches up with him, though. Soldier Boy pummels him, uh, holds him down, puts literally a bag over his head so he can't look at him. Yeah. Um, And... One thing happens away from the camera is he tells Soldier Boy something. And you hear Soldier Boy react in a very angry, no way kind of way. You know, kind of like, no, I don't believe it. And then no he way.
1: caves his face in with the edge of the shield. And then he
0: absolutely caves him in with that shield. I mean, like, destroys him with it. Yeah. Um. So, this that obviously is the very last thing we're going to talk about. So, let's talk about this nightmare. Butcher.
1: Yeah, now, we like you said. We kind of already knew about most of yeah. this stuff. That, we
0: knew his father beat them and treated them awfully. Yeah, we knew Lenny had died. We kind of pieced together Lenny had killed himself. We knew from Butcher's mother that basically Lenny was kept Butcher from being evil. Basically, basically kept Butcher from being his dad. And what we see here in this flashback is Butcher's far more like his dad than we want to realise. Yeah, and he just yeah, and a lot of
1: things keep happening where you're like, oh dear,
0: oh dear. But they yeah. they they merged it in, didn't they, with the flashback merging him with his memories? So it was kind of like he watched the flashback of what his dad was saying. And then realised that was something he did himself, and he said himself, and mostly you know, to his Huey. Dad,
1: like he real, you yeah. realize just how much Huey was kind of taken over the part of his little brother.
0: Yeah, massively. Which makes and, things
1: worse. Yeah.
0: And then you get to see this scene, and you, but you start to see Butcher reacting to what he's seeing, like "Don't listen to him, kid. Don't listen to him." You know, he's like he's got these massive, massive regrets. And eventually you see Lenny, well, you don't see it, but you know Lenny shoots himself. Yeah. And the whole scene is done where basically Lenny's communicating with Butcher like, you left me, you left me no choice. Yeah. It is literally Butcher's nightmare. This is what he's trapped in. Now, Huey does get him out of that and I kind of look at that and I think we're going to get a very different Butcher now. This has to be. Yeah, him. he
1: wakes up and the first thing he does, like, I'm so sorry, Yeah Huey.
0: Yeah. yeah i just i'm kind of thinking to myself there's no way that we don't this is where he, he comes back a little bit you know he comes back more towards the light i think this is a wake-up yeah. call this is a really good way that they've done this i think this is uh considering where he was you know is he going to choose revenge or is he going to choose family you know he put himself first when he left lenny before you know it, kind of like all of these things i'm like Okay, this really works. So when he gets that phone call from Starlight about tenth V, and he then Huey arrives, and he says oh, it's about the tenth V. You know, he says that to him. And he's like, oh, "Okay, what?" And you're kind of like, "Go on, say it. Say the words. Yeah. Say we can't take it anymore. Say it's hurting us. Say, say your Mrs. is calling. Cool apparently, it's deadly. Come on, use words." Yeah, you know that and stuff. And then he says, "We need to pick, pick up of more ears. of it." Yeah, like. Yeah. when
1: she tells me it's like Swiss cheese your brain like sort of thing and it's like yeah. they've both no, Like I think Huey even says uh, Butcher your brain's leaking out your ear again yeah and it's yeah, like yeah. ha 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 and now you're like oh crap wait a minute no that's that's literally what's happening oh so they are
0: they are literally killing themselves with this stuff yeah. and Butcher's made the decision he's going to take Huey with him yeah. at least at least that's how it seems at the moment I I I'm still finding it difficult. I'm still fighting Butcher's corner here. I'm still finding it hard to believe that when he goes back to the office and gets the stuff, he's not going to do something like tying Huey to the desk and saying, right, I'm leaving you here, kid. This is on me. This is my mission. I'm going to go finish it. This stuff's killing us. Uh, you know, I'm fine with it killing me. I'm not letting it kill you. Do you know what I mean? That sort of thing.
1: I'm hoping. But... I'm really hoping that's what happens. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, it's Butcher
0: is that misery likes company and all that? I I don't know. And that's, that's the thing we don't know, which is why it's such a well-written show. Uh, Because either one of those scenarios, you go, yeah, that makes sense. And there are very few shows where you could say that a lot of time, you've got these characters and you go, well, wait a minute, that's out of character. when they did that with this, him going either way, which are polar opposites would make sense. (laughs) So that just shows how nuanced and how well it's been done. So uh, yeah I mean that kind of thing uh, we know that Frenchie, MM, Kimiko and Starlight now plan to save Huey from Butcher yeah. this is how far this has gone they are literally going to try and get Huey away from him that's their goal they're not focusing on anything else That's and that again in itself is kind of sad and really, really quite bad of but, where we are with Butcher right now
1: but Starlight wants to save him so yay they're still okay Maybe. No, I
0: don't know. I, I think <laughs> Yeah, I think I think, I think she's got her eye on MM now. <laughs> oh um, poor poor Huey. Um the the um last bit then, the last thing that I've got as a bullet point mm-hmm. is the final scene is Homeland. Oh wait, 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 from...
1: we wanna end on that. We want to end on that. We need to talk
0: quickly about the deep. Oh, uh, okay. See Yeah, go on. You run with that. Again, this is one that I was trying to to erase from
1: my mind. But it's kind of interesting because he's he's now convinced that actually he's doing all the hard work and he's got himself where he is all by himself because, you know, Cassandra's helped me with a couple of lines, but I'm where I need to be. And it looks like she's now kind of upped and left and gone, all right, see you later. Good luck with that.
0: To, to, to be clear, and I think this is why I'm happy to hand this to you, would you like to explain to our lovely listeners who perhaps have also repressed this from their mind, why she decided no enough's enough?
1: Uh, well, the Deep wanted to expand their sexual relationship. and Interesting. And, and in what way did he want to do that? He he thought it would spice up their relationship by adding another being to their to their relationship
0: now terminology wise an extra being is interesting <laughs> are you suggesting that he liked the advent of hero so much where he fucked a squid he wanted to introduce this this same creature to the bedroom with him and his very human wife
1: uh <laughs> yeah yeah he did yeah um yeah. now I am a little bit of an animal geek. You are. Um, especially underwater. Like I wouldn't go as far as call myself an Aquaman or the Deep. Don't get me wrong. I'm not
0: that in tune I'm with them. I'm really, um, really worried about where this is going.
1: But I am a big fan of underwater animals. Like I watch a lot of documentaries on.
0: Yeah. I'm still really nervous. Yep.
1: At no point in my life have I ever gone to like that thought process of an animal. Let alone, oh, you God. know, no, you're fine on that. You're fine. I'm just clearing that one up because I thought that's where you might be going. Um, <sighs> octopuses have a beak in that area. Now this tells me the deep has got an extremely small penis. If he's able to do anything with an octopus, because it has a freaking beak. I, I again, just throwing that I one out f- there. Just throwing that one out there. But I feel, I feel. So First, there was Timothy, who was having, like, you know, for the flirty conversation whilst having sex with his wife, with Timothy, who he then had to eat. And now he's found a giant octopus at Herogasm and brought it home and kept it in his tank. No, it's all right, babe. She'll calm down. Oh, my God, it's an octopus. What is wrong with you? I'm so wrong.
0: So wrong. So, so wrong. I, 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 yeah i i don't know i mean i can't i can't i can't work this out now i'm kind of in this dark place where it was bad enough the scene happened it's bad enough that we then decided to talk about it because i was trying to trying to run away from it the the part where his wife has left him is valid yes that's that's important and i should have mentioned it you're right it'll
1: be interesting to see where that goes now i kind of want to skip over the
0: rest of it and just talk
1: about cassandra
0: But but you've you've taken it to a point where you've you've assessed this, I don't want to and, say and assess, your no. and your and your assessment is, he has a small penis. So, octopuses have a, uh, uh, a mouth. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's
1: not right. It's so not right.
0: But why 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 think about it? Why not just go? That's gross and move on. I am
1: thinking it's gross <laughs> and trying to move on. But you keep you keep circling back. Now you're circling back.
0: <laughs> oh... That's just, that's... This is such a bad thought process. I think I that know. I think that medical professional... Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think. I'm think i phoning the doctors. I, I the think
1: morning. I'm going to explain
0: it to him. <laughs> I'm going to explain everything and the doctor's just going to go, wow, you've been watching The Boys a lot, haven't you? Like, yes. yeah. How did and you I know? And I've got to analyse it. How did you know? I do a podcast where I analyse the scenes and talk about it and it's making me crazy. <laughs> there was so a guy who the trunk
1: and crawled up a mountain and now there's a man doing it No, no. no. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you, sir, anytime,
0: you <laughs> anytime, Yeah, anytime I've got an itch down now, I'm worried I might hear a little sneeze and die. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy makes a phone called a Homelander. Yes! Um Homelander is like, Is it really you? And he's like, Yes, it's really me. And then we get the bombshell. Daddy's on. Soldier Boy reveals <laughs> what Yeah. basically he's been sold and he didn't deliver the line quite how I would have, but, you know, hello, I'm your daddy. He basically says to him that it was my DNA they used, me. The way he describes
1: you. it. Yeah, I had to jerk off into a cup and out yeah. you came. Oh, okay, yeah, lovely, yeah. Now...
0: basically, yeah. Basically, Soldier Boy is his dad.
1: Now, this has really annoyed me for one reason. Go on. A couple of weeks ago, we did a podcast about the boys. And I was so close to making a joke. So close about making a joke of, oh, could you imagine if actually that's how they made Homelander? Because we knew, we all knew Homelander was made in a test tubey sort of thing. Yeah. And I was so close to making a joke about, can you imagine if actually they took like America's Hero? And that's how they made Homelander. And I thought to myself, "That's ridiculous. They would have, they would have touched on Mate, that somewhere. Didn't say a damn word. And now I'm sat here, and I sound like I'm bullshitting I, to make myself sound clever. But I almost said it. <laughs>
0: like, can, I, can, I clari- can I clarify though? And I think this is important for our listeners. You thought that, and you decided not to say it. Yeah. This week, you thought about the deep having a small penis due to the size of the <laughs> creature fucking, and you decided to say that. Yeah. just just to be clear just yeah. to really i think you need to do you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some numbers <laughs> there's some people you can call but yeah. the you're, you're right and I, and I know you well enough that if you didn't think stuff or didn't see it you just say it so i, I believe you when you uh-huh. say you had the idea but let this be a lesson do say it because say i think it. a couple of weeks ago in a couple of weeks ago I'd have said oh that's interesting and then this week you could be a smug yeah. prick about it like you could really strut your stuff <laughs>
1: yeah no they said um, it on, but, yeah. on the show when he says about it I literally I turned around
0: to my wife and I was like damn it <laughs> yeah well no I, I would too but yeah no you need to say these things man yeah. Um can we but make yeah. a joke
1: about Stormfront clearly being his mother then can we, well, can we make that yeah, joke is it, is, it, at, uh... is it a joke I mean
0: that's that's even more disturbing for so many reasons because so many reasons At that moment, Stormfront was called Liberty, and Soldier Boy and Liberty were the kind of power, I don't know, they were the power duo. And we know Stormfront can fly, and we know Homelander can fly, which is not something Soldier Boy can do. So when they were meshing DNA to create this new soup, do you think they possibly blended the two together?
1: Quite possibly. Yeah. Because we haven't yeah. really seen another and suit that can fly.
0: Nope. So that means, that probably means that he was banging his mum recently.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, this show, man. This show.
1: So fucked up.
0: <laughs> so messed up. Yeah. Um. So there we go. I mean, that is episode seven of season three. Uh, still no clue why it was titled the way it was, but it was, so well, let's go with wait it.
1: Wait for next week's The Instant White Hot Wild. What the heck is that going to be about?
0: Right, I mean, <laughs> uh, with this show, I dread to think, to be honest with you. So uh, I want to say a massive thank you to everybody for listening, everyone for interacting. Uh, it's always great fun to see messages and emails and stuff on any of the shows we talk about. With this one, most of the messages we get are pretty messed up. So thank you. <laughs> and I, I enjoy reading them. Yeah. No, I'm not reading them out. In fact, I'm going to say one right now. Uh, Sarah from Coventry. That was disgusting. That is literally all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, you're probably right as well. Oh, but again, oh my God. massive thank you to everybody. You all take care. We'll be back next week to discuss the finale of the boys. Speak to you then.
1: That's a wrap.
0: Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search The Stuff and Things Podcast to join in our conversation every week.
1: What's Sporty Spice up to? Who? Sporty fucking Spice. What's she up to? I don't know. Exactly. How about Posh? You know what she's doing? I don't understand. Making clothes for anorexics, right? Not exactly a growth market. And baby, you know what she's doing? Fuck all. Not even page six of the Daily Mail. And Scary Spice, up to her eyeballs in lawsuits and sex tapes. Ginger, on the other hand, has released three albums. Passion, Schizophrenic, and Scream If You Want to Go Faster. They'll all make your ears bleed. You see, when they're apart, they're absolute fucking rubbish. But you put them together, they're the goddamn fucking Spice Girls.